Excuse me. Cut it out. <laughs> Don't tell anyone what it was. Okay. Um, please excuse us a moment while we think of titles. Dun dun dun. Phantom Power. Okay, so. Hey, it's a ghost. Um, I had an idea. Yeah, we're just gonna use like a random name generator or a novel name generator, whichever one I find first. Book title generator. Here we go. Um, let's see, and we're just going to. Oh, fine. Uh, do we want to do I've written a book and need a title, or I'm just starting to write? Just starting to write, I guess. Okay, generate title. Anatolia Circling. That's dumb. Okay. What's an Anatolia? I don't know. Hard Prey. Ah, mm -mm. Case of the Invisible Monkey. <laughs> That's great. So, the case about the, invis of the Invisible Monkey is about a turtle. Okay. And... We have to have a hare in here now. Or no, we have to have a rabbit, because it's the tortoise oh. and the hare, so the oh, turtle okay. and the rabbit. I'll, I'll add it, the rabbit. <laughs> okay, so this turtle has heard about the rabbits are disappearing. Lots of rabbits are just vanishing. And so he tells his rabbit friend to be careful, stay hidden, don't take any risks. And the rabbit says, okay. And they, they're about to split up. And they hear an owl laughing because they were meeting up at night. And the owl says that uh, the rabbit, if he leaves, the rabbit will not come back because the invisible monkey will catch him. And so the rabbit is, he has to go eat food. He can't just stay by the pond all day, every day. So he goes and he, but the turtle insists on going with him. So he follows and they don't know what the owl meant by invisible monkey. So they start investigating, and they find these weird footprints where they're very defined and have almost right angles for their, the, at the edges. And they follow them, and the hare rabbit, the hare on the rabbit's back, it just stands up, and it, it's scared, and it backs off. And the turtle keeps walking and doesn't notice because he doesn't have hair, and bumps into a man in a ghillie suit. A ghillie suit? Yeah, so he can be invisible. Snipers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's camouflage. Like, all-out camouflage. And as it turns out, they they were trying to get the wolf population down, so they were hunting rabbits. And they were done, though. So they saw the rabbit, and they shot next to it, so it would... Not next to it, but they shot the ground so it would run away. Because they felt like it. And, and then they left. We still need to write Duskwind, too. Yeah. <sighs> okay. That one's much better than this one. <laughs> I didn't want to kill the rabbit. Like, to make it interesting, the rabbit would have died and the turtle would have gone out to find out what happened to him and eventually get revenge. But I didn't want to kill the rabbit. <laughs> Shouldn't have made it a rabbit. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Midnight Bride. Um, that sounds like a ghost story. Bane of the Dark. Dude. Ooh, that one's fun. Okay, I'm switching the name of Maya Buck. <laughs> like, because, like, uh, I have the story from Zediman's perspective that it's called the heart of darkness and rowan pointed out that's kind of like cliche but bane of the dark like a teenager yeah and that one sounds like a super edgy adult right <laughs> i mean <laughs> that man is like i don't know what he is but <laughs> so bane of the he dark doesn't really like the darkness he just kills it yeah <laughs> so, so yeah that works um that does work that's awesome actually um <laughs> that's mine now thank you <laughs> i've claimed this it's mine <laughs> You did this to yourself, random generator thing. I mean... It's, so, is, is the title, the book you're coming up with is literally just the book <laughs> you're writing? Apparently. Um, okay. I can Bane do synopsis if you want. 
Well, I can do one. But Mystery of the Ugly Tourists. <laughs> I love this. Bane of the Dark. Seer of the Earth. Okay, there's the second book title. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, leather Dreams. That sounds kind of kinky, no thanks. The uh, Fanged Orb. A taxidermist. Oh, okay, there we go. The Fanged Orb. <laughs> Is uh, it a ghastly going around? Bane of the Dark could be a... I, I'm thinking of stuff where it could be like a candle, but that's that w it would be more of a cute story than an <laughs> edgy, darkish one. Well, it could be about the last candle. Like, uh, we could you know the that bright premise. romance you did? Oh my gosh! But the, the candle... I need, to, I need to, like, actually write that. I need to re-download that app on my phone now that I have a good phone and actually write that. Yeah. Because it's amazing. I still have that dumb app because I, I have a fair amount written of a story that's actually pretty interesting. It's not going to get popular because it's pretty interesting and not yeah, just it's not romance. Pretty. It's not just like a romance power fantasy type thing like yeah. everything else on that app. But the, the Bane of the Dark is the last candle and the candles are a, a race basically or a species and their existence holds back the darkness with the darkness being where shadowy monsters can exist but around in a certain distance no, no, no. They have to go around and Maintain torches, brazers that keep the darkness out. The fire of Gondor is lit! Yeah, but people have been killing the candles, and there's only one left. And so there are too many torches for him to keep lit on his own. So he has to find a way to either make them permanent or last longer or no longer necessary. And, and we the can... only way is to destroy the darkness. Okay, so we need to write that one too. <laughs> um, and we can like, well like, we can start it with like the cutesy children's story and just have like and the candles be a myth. And just someone talking to that yeah. kid. Yeah, and just be like, and then they just light a candle at the end and just the candle drove away the darkness or some weird cheesy cute line like that. Or, or why are these called candles? And instead of, or why is this an apple? That's just how it is. Why is this a counter? That's just what we call it. Why is this a candle? Now that one I know. <laughs> that would be cool. So that's what I want. So Duskwind, um, Heroes of the Traveling Heap, Youth Flame, Bane of Darkness, and Bane of Darkness. Um, um, Prince of Downfell. Prince of Downfell. I love that one. <laughs> I love the Prince of Downfell. It could be cutesy or dark or both. <laughs> oh my gosh. That one, we recorded that episode when we were still in the Angora house. Like the first year and a half we were there. <laughs> okay. Man, the Downfell is such a cool setting. Yeah. Downfell, Marshes are underused. Downfell? Like, like Downfell just as a general thing or is there a specific Downfell? Like, uh, the swamp. Oh, like, okay. They, uh, where the underworld is leaking. And the evil spirits can maintain their existence. Yeah. Swamps are underutilized. Uh, Brandon Mole in Beyonders, he used swamps in one point in the first book, and then another point in the second book, and I think that was it. And he, it was just get in, get out, avoid everything you can. Because they're horrifying. It's yeah. great. <laughs> and so it was like, You never know what's cool. underneath you in the swamp. Yeah. And it was like, that's cool, but also I want to see what the things but, are. But go <laughs> back in. Go, go back in. So, Hopefully, the Singing Sisters will send Seth after a relic in a swamp. That would be cool. But, um, Mom keeps listening see. to Dragon Watch 3 when I'm in the house. Well, I mean, you'll I, be like, working more often. Close now. my ears yeah, in the morning. <laughs> when she's asleep. 
Oh, yeah. I'm still home most of the day. Yeah, I know. Um, but I go early morning to late morning. Yeah. And then, let's see. So, we've got a long list of books that we need to write. Um, let's see. Oh, we yeah, thanks, about the one That idea. was what it was. Oh, yeah. After, I, I don't think I ever talked about this idea. Mom says I should write it, but I'm not sure exactly how to implement oh, yeah. it. But... There are these two beings that are at war, and they are trying... They have an objective on Earth, they each do. And they can't... They uh, they aren't tangible, so the only interference they can make is whispers in the back of your mind, and they can drop one coin every ten years. <laughs> and that's it. That's what they can do. So they have to be so good at Rube Goldberg machines. Like, and it just sounds fun to see things happen. It's like that character on whatever show... Uh, on Alpha's yeah. the cause effect. Thing. That was the best character. I love him. Yeah. He was just fun. He was. He was really fun. But, anyways, okay. The fanged orb. The fanged orb. Oh, I really just think about gas, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You're just describing ghastly. <laughs> um, I asked for titles, not Pokemon. Just a king searching through, through his treasury for a fanged orb of a prophecy. I know I must have it somewhere. <laughs> Is there another meaning for fanged? I'm sure there is. It could just mean dangerous. New fangled. New fangled orb? <laughs> oh, man. Fangled. Because you deserve better than Microsoft Word. Shut up, Reedsy. Leather in heaven, the killer in the picture. Sincerely yours. We can too. Sally got in the picture. Clerics rise. Rise um, up and fight. Electric oh, touch. Possessing. Avian Arcadia. Dude! Ah! The Geese Hawk Turf War! <laughs> either, either that, or uh, students learning how to ride birds. That would be cool. Yeah, it's like a garrison training operation. Either one. Either one. One side rides geese, the other rides hawks. <laughs> we can make it both! And they can take advantage of the, the goose's telepathic link. Geese have an unnatural link to each other's minds. Tomb of Apollo sounds like Indiana Jones. The Tomb in the Winter sounds like the sequel. Because uh, Apollo is the god of the sun, and then the Tomb in the Winter. Uh, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> um, kill the Lie. That one's generic. That yeah. could be anything. Um, Twisted Shadow, book three. <laughs> <laughs> I like this thing because it's just so stupid. I didn't expect anything from this. Yeah. Book three. <laughs> Uh, clue of the invisible violin. <laughs> okay. It's then... just a record player that was transported to the past. Like, it was a time traveler, and he went back to the past and before they had records and such, and he tried to hide it, but he couldn't bring himself to destroy his record player. It was either a memento, or he just needed something. He needed something to keep him sane. And people were... People listen at it. If you listen near his house at night, you can hear a violin, but there is no violin in his house. Yeah. Also, another thing that I think could be cool is, like, just have it be, like, so out... If it's, like, a mystery thing and the invisible violin is the record player, just have it be, like, so out of tune and wonky and have it be, like, each... <laughs> the number of hertz of each frequency is a letter. <laughs> and so he's just playing random notes to, to spell out a code. He's not actually playing a song. Uh, I'm a sound engineer. This is where my mind goes. <laughs> so the the song was why he... It wasn't because he just 
needed it for himself. This is what he came back to give, to deliver this message to others. The Return of the Frontier. Oh, that's an apocalypse story. Yeah, yeah it is. The American West, everything's gone and it's a frontier again. Um, Empire's Duel. There's your, there's your coin dropping story. <laughs> oh. uh, no, I don't like that one. Duel of the Fates? That's a song. I know. <laughs> Did he actually No, it didn't. Oh, okay. It was just Empire's Duel, so I was like, Star Wars Empire. That's a good um. song. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Entirely unique and doesn't sound like a bootleg at all. Kingdom of Hearts. <laughs> it sounds like they ran it through Google Translate a few times. <laughs> oh, Zodiac Raging. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, you can either do a Chinese story or, like, Zodiac astral signs. Yeah, it could be a magic thing or an anthrop... No, like, it could be... Animorphs. Yeah? <laughs> could be spirits. could be stuff. My toes are freezing. It's cold up here. There's blankets over there. You can steal Avery's. I know. But it's funny. My toes haven't been this cold in forever. Yeah. You have socks. That is what they're for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is what they're for. I can actually wear my fluffy socks without worrying about ruining them because we have carpet up here. Yay. And, okay. So, rage, Zodiac raging. Mm. It does sound cool, but let's see here. Oh, okay. Sign of the bloody turnip. The first thing I saw was sign of body Trump. <laughs> sign of the body of Trump. Oh, oh man. Sign of the bloody turnip. Sign of the bloody turnip. So is it the coming of the bloody turnip or the bloody turnip is the sign? Um, or is there just a sign with a bloody turnip painted on it? <laughs> These are the questions. <laughs> but I'm not sure if anybody really wants to know the answer to. Let's see here. The sign of the bloody turnip. It's about a kid moving into a new town. And he sees this sign and is weirded out by it. But it was just the weird kid in class just paints things. And they're weird things, like bloody turnips and antelopes. <laughs> and so they make with a game. carrots for ears. Or no, they start manipulating. They start like manipulating the school to take like each click takes each one as like a mascot or a sigil type thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the bloody turnips are the ones manipulating everything. Are the two kids at the middle? So they're they're just manipulating all the clicks that took to one of the symbols, and they each have a shadow leader sort of thing, but they don't really know who it is. But they get signs, and they mark it for each of them, and. They only communicate to each other bloody turnips. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know enough about high school to write that. <laughs> you avoided it. And I went to a charter school, so, you know, we could just, like, well, even we if could I do it on the third, like you say. Even if I did go to high school the whole time, I I didn't get involved in the drama. Yeah. Like, when we went on the choir trip to Disneyland, there was a huge thing of drama. And <laughs> I remember hearing about that from... You're gonna have to beat those. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I remember you told me they both said Paris was the only one who wasn't involved. <laughs> yeah. I okay. Just, so I then we have didn't pay attention to them. This one, this one sounds like a knockoff, either Charlotte's Web or Babe, The Widow in the Window. That could be, I don't know. That could be a lot of things. The Widow in the Window it could be a stained glass yeah. image. It could be an actual widow who goes to a balcony to stare out at wherever. She could be waiting for her husband who was on a ship, a sailor, and. I don't know what would happen in the book, <laughs> but that could be part of it. Like, that could justify the title. I don't know. Just 
<laughs> this one's a little boy or a little girl who's just creeped out by the scary old woman who stares at the ocean <laughs> and always gets a weird look on her face when she does. This one sounds like um, basically she's not a witch. She's just <laughs> weird. There's um. Th this one sounds like there's just like a bunch of gambits, heart of spades, just gambits everywhere, throwing cards. Heart of spades. <laughs> okay, shovel knight. So I was told I don't know if this is true or not that the the different suits in the fifty two card deck represented different uh, social classes, and the hearts were the royals, the diamonds were the nobles, the the clubs were the peasants, and the spades were the soldiers. Because it was a spearhead. Okay. So the heart of spades could either be a royal who enlisted in the army, or it could be, uh, and just kind of kept it to themselves, or it could be the one the soldiers respected. You know how Napoleon got exiled, but then he just came back, and the soldiers cared for him more than whoever was supposed yeah. to be in charge. Yeah. And, and so then he took France over again. Yeah, and he <laughs> just walks back in and said, "I'm your emperor still," and they're like, "Yeah." Duh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna listen to these guys. Their wigs smell like baby powder. <laughs> that could be about a general who just has such respect for his troops. He's the core of the army. Yeah. All right, we have time for one more, I think. Then we're going to wrap this up. Ooh, this one's actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Paladin's mask. Mm. Okay, that could be a few things, too. Yeah. Okay. It could be that the mask is... It's either someone pretending to be a paladin or a paladin pretending to be someone. Yeah. Like, it could be a medieval secret agent story, honestly. <laughs> that would be cool. Nobody does those. Yeah, I've never... Medieval espionage. That that would actually be really cool. I, I've seen it in parts in books, like elements of espionage, but never really a spy novel. Yeah. Medieval time period. That would be awesome. Paladin's mass. <laughs> and their spies are just called paladins? Yeah. Or, if you want to be edgy and new and hip, it's a paladine. <laughs> or a no. paladine. You just spell it with a Y. No. <laughs> you, but Paris, you can be cool, edgy, hip, and seen all at the same time. No. <laughs> Those cancel each other out. I know. <laughs> you know who is cool? Hmm. Terry Bogard. I don't know. He embodies 90s coolness. <laughs> X-Cup or something? No, it's the character on Smash Bros. Oh! The SNK okay. representative. Yes. I like Terry. completely fully embodies 90s coolness, and it's great. Yeah. He's awesome. Like, not even in a ridiculous way. Like, just the actually <laughs> cool kids. Yeah. All right, so, coming up on the end of part two and the episode for this week, <laughs> month, thing, today. It's today. Um, join us tomorrow when Capital... How long have you been there? I don't know. What's today? <laughs> when Capital America... Destroys the moon in order to save Mars. Is that a supervillain name? I don't know. Capital America? Capital America destroys the moon in order to it's save Mars. It's a propaganda villain from Russia. Oh, nice. Capitalism and America wrapped into one. Yes. Communist Russia propaganda villain. <laughs> Capital America. <laughs> like, it's like, I was just saying crap. Anyway. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Um, Face to Tamble Petrogritch. So now we have a comic to make, too. Capital America. <laughs> uh, and the Everyman. <laughs> Capital America versus the Everyman. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's not okay! I love it! <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, thank you for listening. Um, Ashburn, you're my favorite. Keep it up. Um, do you want to do Ashburn versus Other? 
Yeah, let's do Ashburn okay. versus Other. All you, right. you set a high bar. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I will think no less of you if you don't win this. <laughs> They're gonna win. <laughs> That's how much confidence I have in you, Ashburn. <laughs> All right. So, uh, thank you for listening today. And I have editing to do. And this was all I had scheduled for today, so dun, dun, dun. Um, I might decide to just do some other things as well. So thank you for listening again for like the fifth time, <laughs> because I still just, I'm amazed that anybody does it. It's surprising. Anyways, um, have fun and social and like and share and do the thing on the thing you're listening on to be a thing. And who is calling me? And that's why we call it Norse. Yeah, so uh, you have something to cut me off on.